Welcome to the Cutting Onions Podcast with Bobby Shaw. This is episode 12, and this is a bonus episode. I'm going way back to 2010 to the Chipotle All-Manager Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada, where all the regional directors spoke in front of every general manager, restaurateur, and staff person about our people culture. My portion of the talk, which I'm just as excited about today as I was when I gave it over nine years ago, is around the three types of people that we allow to work in our restaurants. We either have high performers, we have low performers, or we have the extremely dangerous mediocre performer. In this talk, I give examples of each type of performer and the impact they have on the people culture that is being created in the organization, but also the impact it has on an organization being able to accomplish the mission and vision. I hope you enjoy this short talk. It's about 13 minutes long, but again, it still resonates with me today when I listen to it. And even though I get a little bit emotional at one point in the talk when I'm talking about one of my general managers, I believe it's extremely relevant and it means even more today than it did back then. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the other side. The once we get to know our people the way we should, and I had a hard time not tearing up through that, and I don't even know George, and, uh, and it was awesome. And I told Monty right before we got started today that I'm not sure how he made it through the intro of his speech, because I barely got through it watching that video. That was an amazing. You guys have done an amazing job. So, so how do we manage the tension between the high performer, the low performer, and the mediocre person that we uh, spoke about today with Monty. And I'm going to talk about all three types and their impact that they have on our people culture, but also on the impact that they have on us being able to accomplish our vision of being able to change the way people think about and eat food, fast food. But before we dive in, I wanted to take just a quick minute and just talk about just the three main points that we heard from the all-manager conference in 2008 for Monty, where he told all of us that, that there were three things that we needed to do in order to create a culture where we could really have top performers on our team. That was one, we should only hire the best people. Two, we need to empower them. And three, we've got to remove the people on our team that don't belong. And he led us through a conversation empowering us to go back to our restaurants and remove all those people. And as a result, we released the potential of hundreds of people that were being blocked by those people that shouldn't be here. And some of you are in this room today because we removed those people. And I think that is really awesome. So with these three points in mind, what does a person look like who is a top performer? Well, one they create a culture where they empower their teams and they develop their future managers and leaders. It's in their DNA to do the right thing at the right time. They add something to the restaurant experience every single time they work. And they care about other people's success more than their own. So I'm going to share two really quick stories about a few people in my region that, that, that I just think really exemplify this, and one of them I actually met last week for the very first time in North Carolina. 
On August 11th, we had a customer that went to our uh, South End restaurant. His name was John Cantonelli. And John had never been to one of our Chipotle's before, ever. It, all, it had also been nine to ten years since uh, he'd even eaten anything in that category in terms of quick, casual, fast, casual food. So when he went into the restaurant, he met a newly, a, a newly promoted apprentice. Her name was Rosa. And Rosa explained the entire menu to him, all the different options that he had, let him try the food, and then helped him to be able to customize his meal the way he wanted it. While he was enjoying his dinner, she made a point to come out and ask him how it was, explain to him our mission of food with integrity and why that is so important. So while when we hear that, we think that's no big deal, right? That's what we expect. For this particular person who had never been to a Chipotle before, ever, this was a huge deal. It was such a huge deal, he didn't even send in a web comment. He called Joel Bond and uh, you know, went through it with him. And I thought that was really great that she provided this experience for this particular, this particular guest. So, so I had a chance to meet her last week, and uh, she clearly adds something to the restaurant experience every time. What I didn't know about Rosa is that she has a profound stutter and could barely get through her talk with me. And she did awesome. She did great. <laughs> Sorry, I promised I wouldn't do that. So, as I was there with her, I realized that this guest never pointed that out, never made it a big deal, because he didn't care, because she was awesome. And uh, she works really hard to provide a great environment for her crew. And uh, you know when you meet someone, and they're like, they seem to be everywhere at once, but without being rushed. And she did a great job last week, as I kind of watched her run her shift. She was always in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. <clears throat> So just one more example is one of our newly promoted kitchen managers, uh, Christina. Christina is one of those managers that you just know she's in charge. She sets the pace. She brings the energy, enthusiasm, and passion to everything that she does. And she has a smile that won't quit. But she doesn't feel like that she's really good enough. But the crew that she works with will whisper to their manager and to their team director, you should promote her. So upon her recent promotion to kitchen manager, she ran into the arms of her crew as they congratulated her. That is what high performance looks like, and that's what creating the culture of wanting more for someone else and for yourself is. So those are just some examples of that. And just to contrast that quickly, not want to spend a lot of time on it, like Monty said earlier, you don't want to dwell on the negative, but in terms of being a low performer, since our last all-manager conference, we've gotten a lot better at being able to identify people that shouldn't work in our restaurants. And we've done a pretty good job of not hiring them. 
Um, and when we do hire one on accident, we make a mistake, we're usually pretty good about removing them quickly. But we're not there yet. And um, we, and myself included in this, can be too patient. And we have to understand the impact that our best people, we have to understand the impact on our best people when they have to work with someone like that. To put it, to, uh, to put it real simply, when one of our high performers has to work with the low performer, it will actually suck the life right out of them. And you've seen it happen in your restaurants. You know the type of person that I'm talking about. There may be one in your restaurant right now. They may be someone that you just removed. I'm going to share you one quick story about one of these people that were in one of my restaurants about 10 months ago. And I know it so well I don't need a card because <laughs> I've lived it about 100 times. I went into a restaurant that I know really well in Texas. I know the crew really well. They're really fantastic. When I went into the restaurant, there was something off that day. And I didn't know what it was until I met Sean. And uh, Sean was in prep. And actually, to be fair, Monty was with me. Okay, so I was with Monty, and we went in this restaurant in Texas, right? So I'm up front talking to crew, and I could tell something was quite off. And, and, and then, so then, you know, Monty walks up to me. And sometimes when Monty does this, he's like, here, here, come with me right now, right now. And he doesn't do that very often. So when he does that, typically it's usually pretty urgent. So he's like, you got to meet this guy. And I knew it wasn't like, you got to meet this guy. He's awesome. You know, it wasn't that at all. So, <laughs> so, so we walked back to the prep table, and there was Sean. And, and he was making angry guacamole. And, and, and it was angry guacamole because he was showing no respect for the avocados whatsoever. I mean, he had the masher, and he was just jamming it into the bowl as hard as he could. And the prep table was rocking. And not rocking in a good way. And so... I'm like, I'm like, hey, Sean, you know, hey, I just introduced myself, and uh, I said, how are you today? And he looks right at me, swear to God, money is my witness, and he says, is that a personal question or a professional question? <laughs> and, and I said both. <laughs> and, um, but to be honest with you, I don't even remember what he said because I was so appalled, I was so appalled that we let him into our culture in this awesome restaurant. And, and so we went through the rest of the visit, and then both me and Monty sat down, and we spoke with the manager. And, and as we talked through it, I realized it was my fault. It was my fault because we had not done a good enough job of expressing who we should hire, when we should hire them, and how we should hire them. We didn't express clearly enough that you are absolutely better off running short than to hire someone that you shouldn't. Sean had no business being in this restaurant, for sure. I'm really happy to say that the manager took this and embraced it and ran with it, and today they are a successful R2 in the market. And, and they have helped the rest of the market be able to get um, a lot better in this area as well. So now the hard one, the mediocre person, or the person that's just okay. This is something that Monty's been working with the RDs on a lot the last year and a half as we go on visits. And, you know, really talking about the crew and really challenging us that you've done a really good job of removing the low performers. That's really good. But what about that guy? And what about that guy that don't compare to that guy? And, and, and you know, these people don't, they don't suck. 
but they're not very good. And, and so, you know, how do you quantify that? So we've been really working on that for a year and a half. And, and, uh, but he's right. I mean, the first time we walked out of a restaurant, actually, it's really kind of embarrassing. I'm going to say it anyway because I've already embarrassed myself enough today, so one more thing won't matter. But we were walking out of a restaurant, and he's like, that crew was really good. I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, no, they were really good. I'm like, I know. And he goes, no, they were good. And I'm like, got it. I'm a little slow, but I got it. I got it. So, so, and as I began to analyze what was going on in that restaurant, I realized the crew was just, it was just good. It wasn't, there, there, there was no clear rock star. There was no clear rock star in that team, no one that they were looking to for leadership. So, so we've been working a lot on this. And when you look up the word mediocrity, and, and you actually look up the term, one of the things that really strike me is that if you look it up, it says not exceptional in any way. They're very ordinary, not very good or great. I don't think those are the type of people that we want working in our restaurants. These are the people that are at work every day. They're on time and they're never late. They wear their uniform, they wear their visor, they wear their hat. But they bring nothing to the team in terms of energy and enthusiasm. And they put their own success before the success of the people that they work with. And they show no desire to get any better. They don't show the things that we talked about earlier. They don't show the desire, the ability, and the effort to get better. And we can't allow those people in there. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this problem? I think, first of all, it has to start with us. We have to be honest about our own expectations. We have to have higher expectations, period. And then we have to reset the expectations with the people that we're working with. Once we've done that, if it doesn't improve immediately, we have to remove them. You have to realize that time will not help them. The only time that you need, you've already taken when you've taken the time to reset the expectation. Don't rely on time for them to improve their performance. If you have to remove someone, I think it's really important that you need to go public with that. You need to let your crew know that you removed them and why you removed them. Because when you deal with a mediocre person, you will build trust and confidence among your crew that will not allow anyone to threaten the culture that you're building. And that is integral for us to be able to accomplish our vision and mission. But it begins with being able to define mediocrity. If you can't describe the difference between great and mediocre, you can't expect it. Make sure that you're clear and you're crisp when you define this in your restaurants. When you remove a mediocre person and you don't allow someone in your restaurant that's a low performer, you will create a culture of empowerment for all of your crew to be able to grow, to be able to succeed, and to have more. And they will want more for each other than they want for themselves. Thanks so much for taking that trip down memory lane with me to 2010 at the Chipotle All-Manager Conference. When I listened to that talk, it gets me fired up all over again to continue championing culture and what that means for the restaurant industry to have top performers, the right people in the leadership roles, and creating cultures that can help everyone accomplish their objectives and the overall mission of the organization. This is not a message that I'm ever going to let go. It's something I believe, and I believe passionately down to my core. So thanks again. Have a great week, and we'll see you for the next episode. The music in this podcast 
Walking Strong was created and composed by Chris Zoomer.